Executive producers Tim Fornis and Asia Nyquist bring you Health and Wealth Sense. Listen in and find out how you can make sense of industry changes, regulations, market trends, and insurance updates. Become a better educated, well-informed financial professional by using their fact-based, compliant-driven value approach. Health and Wealth Sense, where your dreams become goals and your goals become reality. Now, the creator of Tuesdays with Tim, your host, Tim Fornis. Hey everybody, it's Forns. Buckle up, get a brand new episode in our first episode of Podcast See You at the Top. Today we're going to be talking about no investors left behind. But before we jump into our first episode, let's find out a little bit more about me, the voice behind the mic. I'm a passionate individual, passionate about helping people better themselves, their lives, and others around them. I have 30 years of experience in financial services as an insurance agent, financial advisor, director of sales, director of marketing, to even a managing director of an insurance company and broker-dealer. I've been published in Brokers World Magazine and facilitated thousands of seminars on financial planning, strategy, sales, operations, marketing, to even execution models throughout North America. But today I felt the best way to describe where we came from, health and wealth sense, why we are here today, where we are going tomorrow in financial services. I felt there's three people that really impacted my career and that goes back 30 years ago. So the story is the first person, obviously, who's going back a lot more than 30 years. This man, he was my mentor, my idol. The most loving and giving man that influenced my life was my father. However, to let you know on how my father was teaching his son, it does go back 30 years ago while I was attending North Dakota State University. And while I was there, this is where I met the second person that would actually put a fire inside of me about financial services. You ever, you had to have had a day or something like that, right? Where you said, ah, I know what I'm going to do. Well, this is the day where I had that. It was a cold January day, Fargo, North Dakota, right? It's 20 below windshield. It's 20 below degrees. And I have a seven o'clock in the morning interview, a financial services firm here in Fargo. I figured I got to start making some cash, right? some scratch. So I, and I thought maybe financial service is what it is, but this is the day I knew what I really wanted to do when I grew up. So I thought, I pulled into the driveway, this gentleman's office, and here he's got this beautiful Cadillac. It's got a sunroof on it, right? And I walk in and I see this awesome mahogany desk, beautiful hardwood floors, tinted glass for walls, huge offices, and I'm sitting there going, man, this is fantastic, right? And I'm like, first of all, thinking to myself, this dude's got a Cadillac, but he has a sunroof. What are you going to do with a sunroof in Fargo, North Dakota? Eight months out of the year, right? We're snowing and it's froze. You can't even use it. So this dude's got to have some capital, right? He's got some money. So as I sat there for 45 minutes listening to this individual, I don't think I was listening too intentively because I was just observing all the greatness around it, right? All the fancy, all the bling. And I was sitting there going, I know exactly what I want, right? I know what I want to do when I grow up. I want this office. I want the, I want the mahogany desk, the beautiful computers, the hardwood floors, the beautiful tinted, and that car. I rush over to North Dakota State. I can't wait till 3 o'clock. That's when my classes are done. Because I'm going to go home, and I know my parents are going to be so proud 
that their son knows exactly what he's going to do with his, his life, right? Learn a meaning of really the importance of financial services that day, and that was from my mentor and my idol, and the best man I know is my father. I cruise home, right, and I park there, and I run into, the, run into their house. I'm like, Mom, Mom, Dad, Dad, guess what? I know what I'm going to do with myself. I know what I'm going to do with my life. Now, they're standing in the kitchen at this point, and my father wears glasses, and he kind of stops and turns, and he looks at me, and he, you can almost see him, like, taking the corner of his eyeglasses and kind of, like, pulling them down on his nose a little bit, like, really? I go, yeah, I, I, I got to tell you about this. I met. I had the interview today, and I sat there for 45 minutes. I mean, Dad, this guy's got this Cadillac. Man, uh, Mom, he's got this beautiful office furniture. It's fantastic. I'm going to sell life insurance. And my dad looks at me, and he goes, son, let's go to the office. Now, my father had a great career uh, at the Fargo Post Office, well over 30 years, military, just a great man. So when he tells his son that we're going to go to the office, this isn't to sit down and start searching online for things. Heck, we had, what, a 286 IBM <laughs> processor. with it wasn't, the top, it wasn't the top of the line back then, but think about technology back then. So, no, we weren't going to sit there and, and Google and search things. This is where a father taught his son, you know, some meanings about some certain life aspects of it. So he sat down, and he goes, son, he goes, tell me. I think life insurance is a very noble profession. And just so you know, two people have actually told me that. I can't wait to tell the next one. My father was, life insurance is a very noble profession. So what did you hear from this man that interviewed you? And, and I go, Dad, it, it, it's the Cadillac. Man. He's got, he has to be making a bunch of cash, right? He has to be making all this money. And it, I mean, he's, he's got to be doing great. This, I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? That's what I want to do. And he goes, so those are a great byproduct of, you know, helping a lot of individuals, giving, being caring, kind, helping consumers, right? Learn about different life insurance. He goes, that's the whole fact of it. And he goes, and that's the byproduct of it. But really the, the biggest thing I hope you really find out one day, and I hope you understand the importance of what you're really getting into. And I thought, man, there's no way that, that this, this has got to happen, Right. Well, the one day came the height of my, my self-respect, right? My ego, my dignity is just high off the charts, right? I'm crushing it. I'm selling a lot of insurance. I'm a top producer. I'm also going out in the field with agents and advisors, helping them, you know, close deals. So then we started getting into, this is way back when, in, in 96, they had the big bonus annuities, right? And we were hustling these products. And I'd go help, you know, agents around the country do these things as well as selling my own book. But it was in South Dakota, and this is where the third individual actually really impressed upon me the importance of what my dad was trying to tell me. So that one day I met, the third person was in South Dakota, and it was a really important part about my life and my faith, relationships, business, cultivated the way I, I start doing things and how I do them today. And this gentleman's name was Oscar. Now, I want to share with you um, Oscar's story, which leads right into no investors left behind. So at this point, I'm driving down to South Dakota, going to meet an advisor, got the sharp pinstripe suit on, right? Driving the company, you know, Lincoln car, pick the advisor up and we start driving around different townships and we stop at a couple places. Now the first one, 
I, you know, that was the guy that went in in 15 minutes. I could close an annuity sale, whether it was 80,000 or 800,000, right? So we stop and, I, and we're at this farm and there's green paint everywhere. So this, this farmer's doing very well. And he has John Deere tractors every sing, everywhere. I mean, just tons of it. So I'm like, great. And so the advisor's telling me about this, this person. And, you know, he's got $800,000. I'm like, perfect. I go, we ended up in 15 minutes. That's the arrogance that I had. Horrible. So we knock on the door, and here's this, this lady. She, she opens the door, and she goes, oh, hi. And I go, hi. She goes, is that my car? She's pointing to the Lincoln. I go, no, that's mine. Have you seen my husband? So right away, things were a little off. And I thought, okay, so there's probably some long-term care concerns here, and maybe we're a little far down the road to get some insurance, but maybe we can start putting some strategies together. So we sit down, and here comes the farmer in, and he goes to the kitchen, and he goes, okay, so you're here talking about some investments, and we have a quick conversation. And So I start going through my sales pitch. In less than seven minutes, this man just started taking, he had this little notebook, right? A little spiral notebook, the ones you can put in your front, you know, your, your pocket, like a pocket protector. He's got that little spiral notebook. And he's, and he's sitting there flipping. He goes, 125000 at XYZ Bank. Here's another 50000 Goes through all of it. Different banks, how much money? $880,000 he shares with me. As my ego and arrogance got the best of me, I had to literally put my pride in my pocket because I knew I didn't do this right. I was in it to win it for me, not him. And so we walked out of that. That was the first appointment of the day. And I thought, <laughs> no way, right? So we go on several other appointments, gather a few you know, investment opportunities here and there with people. And then she had to run into a Walmart and grab something. So I'm talking to the greeter. I had to get some, I had to get some motivation back, right? And so I'm talking to the greeter, and he's like, so what are you here for? You're pretty dressed up. And I said, well, we're giving away 22% today. And he started talking. So I shared with him the opportunities we had and some, in, you know, and some investments with some annuities. And right there, he goes, hold on, hold on a second, young man. He goes, I got $10,000. So we wrote up an app right there. So I got my mojo back, I'm thinking, right? So there it is. I was, I was high, you know, ultimate you know, pinnacle of my, my career at such a young age. Then the farmer just went, boom, just gut punch, right? Just getting low. And all of a sudden, hey, here I am again, right? So we drive around, have a couple more appointments, and then the next thing you know, she goes, well, we got one last stop. I go, no problem. So we pull up to this house. This is, a, this is the third person that really influenced how I do business today, how it really affects me and my relationships. And it's not about me. It's about you and other individuals. Make sure that I'm helping and giving. And this gentleman's name was Oscar. So Oscar lived in this house. Now I'm going to tell you this house was probably... I'm going to go 20 feet by 20 feet, just a little box, right? And it had like a little entryway, just a little jetty outside where you could walk in. But as you pulled up to it, there was one window. Now, I've seen these in showers, like bathrooms on those, you know, those brick, uh, clear glass bricks that you can put up. He had four of those. That was the only window in this home. The paint, it looked gray because all the paint was off the sides of the house, right? And here we pull up in this Lincoln, I got the suit on, and I'm like, my gosh, what are we doing here? So we stop, and we knock on the door, and here's Oscar, right? Oscar stands about 6'1", he's got a pair of glasses on. He's got a plaid button-up shirt, right, the ones with, like, the, uh, 
the, you know, the little snap buttons. Yeah, so they look, yeah, somebody's talking to me there. So, yep, yep, so they, they, they look like little pearl buttons. And then he's got these jeans on, right? And the jeans themselves look like they have probably never been washed. So dirty. And these shoes just worn out heels. And you just sit there and just felt bad. But my first thought, why are we here? This man has no money. And he had this, I look up and he has this big smile. And he's got this little crook arm, little handicap arm. And he's just looking and he goes, come on in. So the first area, he had it chopped up in three different areas. The first one was his kitchen. Now, folks, this kitchen had a two wood-burning stove. One of the burners was already rusted out, so he had one. And then on the other side was his countertop. Now, it reminds me of back in the day of you know, my grandma's house, and they had like the, the smooth, rounded, you know, uh, steel white cabinets, and then they had the black countertop. That black countertop was like rippling up and didn't have, some places didn't even have that little you know, covering on it. And then over a little bit further was this fridge. And the fridge didn't have a handle. He had a hanger in it. And I thought, my gosh, how selfish am I? He was so happy to share his living room with him. He had a chair in there. The springs were coming up. He could see right through it. And then he had a little table with this, this black and white TV with, with foil, right? Not even bunny ears, with foil to try to get some reception. And he goes, well, yeah, and then here's my bedroom. And it, it reminds me of uh, you know, like the little old cots, right? He had this little old cot with the, the stripes on it, the blue and the black and the white stripes, because he had one little blanket. And I told Oscar, I said, Oscar, hang on a second, would you? I got, I got, I got something for you. Today we're, we're giving away some, some company things, and I, I think you might like these. I ran out to the car, took my suit coat off, my tie off, unbuttoned, rolled my sleeves up, and I grabbed the shirts that we had company logos on. I brought them back in. I tell you what, it was like, it, 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 was a, it was a gift of all gifts. He, he was smiling already, but he just lit up. And for two hours, we sat down and talked to Oscar. And we talked to him about his discovery about what, what happened. He's out here all by himself. How did he get here? And we did. We ended up discovering a couple of million dollars. And I'm going to tell you where that story goes. But it really says a lot. To where I feel my business has come from and even in my life and my faith is that really nobody should be left behind. Now, we may not be able to help everybody in financial services, right? The economics may not fit every single thing. But the one thing I sit there and think about, nobody ever stopped because they saw the outside of it. Nobody bothered to look at the inside. That can go for life. Your financial plan goes with everything, right? So nobody ever stopped. So this investor was left behind. So my next steps, not only critical to Oscar, but they formed the way I do business today, like I said. And everyone needs a chance. Every audience that you want to talk to may not be financially you know, set to start doing investments or buying insurance from you. But what if you were provided one more smile, one more Oscar smile? How about an outcome of hope, that there is another meaning as to what we do for a living, just like my father tried to teach me at a very young age at North Dakota State. So what are we doing today helping investors? Don't leave anybody behind. Are we addressing the most common concerns facing consumers in retirement? You know, looking around, and, and we talk about these a lot, and so does everybody else. The market's going to crash. Is it not going to crash? A very popular topic these days, along with Elon Musk, eh? How about taxes? Are they going to go higher? 
Social Security, is it really truly an increase? How about inflation? How high is this going to go? Well over 8% at this time of this recording. Healthcare, is there an end to the massive increases? I mean, take a look at premiums. They're not going down. How about prescription drugs? One prescription drug alone that I take, folks, is an injection. And I take that every five weeks. And it's 13980 bucks. That's a good thing I got a heck of an insurance program, folks. But that drug started out at $6,900. So, no, I don't think the health care and the prescription and the premiums are going to be going down anytime soon. And it's frustrating. But with our medical advances, people are living longer. So there comes the thing called longevity risk. So are you asking the individuals, these prospects, leads, economic influencers? By the way, you're going to hear me say that a lot because, yeah, they're clients, they're friends. But a lot of times they're going, what's a, what's a, a buying unit? So there's so much information online that you can find from you know a search from Yahoo, Bing, or Google. And people are doing seminars, workshops, online presentations, and they'll give a report back, and somebody's going to post something. There was 13 buying units. Why would I want to say that? I can't stand that word anymore. So I call them economic influencers because I'm going to get to that point in a second too because it makes a lot of sense to me. But longevity risk, are you asking the questions, do you know your future expenses? How confident are you that you're not going to run out of money? Do you have a written financial plan? Have you updated the plan? Do you feel that you've saved enough? Do you have a health plan as part of your retirement? Are you addressing long-term care and different types of funding options? Think about that. Back when I, you know, you started looking at the early 90s to what they are today, long-term care has drastically changed. So it was a lot of different you know, insurance products, but long-term care especially. So I'm going to ask you if you can think of one word. And one word. Okay. And I want you to write this one word down. I want this as a takeaway for you. And I want you to think about it. And I want you to ask your prospects and your leads and the influencers, your client base, right? I want to ask them for this one word. See what their answers are. I want you to write down the one word that best describes how you feel about your current retirement plan. Well, do you know what Oscar's one word was? Lost. And what we did to do to help Oscar throughout our discovery in the couple of hours, listening to him, he thought he needed someone to help him with investments. He wanted investments. He wanted to invest some money. But what he really wanted, he wanted a plan. He wanted someone to help him build a plan. He wanted to be found. He was done being lost. So with that day, we sat down. He wrote us a check for 68000 That was in his checking account. Along with $2 million of investable assets, we helped set up and prepay for an assisted living facility. We invested in so he can have a steady stream of income that would not only match his current needs, but obviously with the future expense and applying inflation rates. And we created a savings account to cover his ice cream treats. That's what he liked. He, goodies is what he called them. He likes some ice cream. He said, I want some goodies. And you know what Tim, he said? Just one thing I would really like. I want a fridge, one with a handle. So do we have what it takes to educate, build trust? And I said I was going to circle back on the noble profession conversation. I was very fortunate and been very fortunate throughout my career 
And I was speaking in Las Vegas. We had about 15,000 advisors and insurance agents in the room. I was invited to speak. And the main speaker was Lou Holtz. So that the day of, I was able to meet with Lou Holtz and get a breakfast and everything. And I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. So whether you, you like that or not, that's okay. My father and I and my family, we've all been big Notre Dame fans as we grew up. And I was sitting with Lou Holtz, and we were chatting about things, and I said, hey, I'm sorry to hear about your wife. And she was going through cancer treatments at that time. He goes, well, thank you very much. I go, you know, my, my father, you know, he just got through his cancer treatment, you know, and he's doing a lot better right now. So then Lou and I started talking about, you know, certain things that helped individuals. And I, and I said, well, what, what is one thing that your, that your wife does? What gets her, gets her through a day? And he answered me, and I know you've heard this, this quote before, but he said, she has a great attitude. And he goes, Tim, you know, I don't know where she got it. Maybe she heard me talking to one of the teams that I coach or, you know, some little motivational talk that some corporation flew me out to. But one of the things that I've always taught my players and individuals is ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. Your attitude determines how well you do it. So we had a great conversation with that and, stayed in touch throughout the years and it's been fantastic and as different career paths go with me and you know he moved on to South Carolina and college analyst right now but those things stuck to me as well as the three individuals that really impacted and influenced my financial service career the ability is what you're capable of doing motivation determines what you do and attitude determines how well you do it how well are we going to do it how well are you going to do it not just talking about your business. What about life, work, faith? Only you can answer for yourself. But wouldn't it be neat when you ask a prospect or a lead or a future economic influence, your client, what is their one word? And then you can help them and you can educate them that they have the ability to win in retirement. It's up to their level of motivation if they want to work together with you. And with you, to help them turn their dreams into goals. And if they can have a positive attitude and weather the storms, we know the market's going to challenge us at times, but if they can weather the storms, they can turn those goals into reality. And that's what we've done with our Health and Wealth Sense impact model. We feel we've cracked the code in prospect origination and a leader in financial services marketing because we actually help start, help the clients understand how and who to work with. So, just like an investment doesn't fit every situation, no advisor fits every financial planning situation or person. So what we do is we qualify the economic influencers, and we pair them with the appropriate financial professional to the best of our ability. We work for the client. Then we provide the tools to our, our partners, which are brokers and agents. And we give the consumers sound portfolio and tax diversification strategies and recommendations. These tools are third-party vehicles we suggest to use. We don't endorse, but feel over the last 30 years, things that we've used, we've changed, we've made some suggestions, and the right financial tools that will provide fact-based and compliance-driven data for both the advisor and ultimately the client so everyone can make an informed decision. Throughout the course of weeks, months, and the year, we train, educate advisors, clients, insurance agents, but mostly we, that the training that we feel uh, is how to effectively communicate an agent or an agency's or an advisor's message. What is their strategy, their execution models? 
And communicating that today can become a little bit more difficult. So we successfully drive content through ad design, development, delivery for the best possible outcome on multiple platforms. So our model, I hope you go to our website, I'll give you that to you in a second, but see how we actually work, the things that we provide, our agents and advisors, the tools. We assist all of our advisors identifying growth opportunities and managing client expectations. And we utilize that a lot through, I thought this was a pretty neat concept, is through personas. You've heard it. But I'm not just talking about a consumer, a person persona, right? I'm talking about what is the behavior of this person. So we're not even just the, the person, the, the product, the marketing, combining all three. And I didn't actually create this model, but I felt I could apply it to financial services. And this was one of the top marketers for Pinterest. I, I found this and was reading. And she broke it down into four. Areas, core, casual, marginal, and dormant. Because what today's prospects, where they're coming from, is really a lot of it is online, right? How are we driving traffic and what's the traffic doing when we get them to where we want them to go? So the core individual, the casual, the marginal, and dormant, right? So the core individual is that person that interacts, right? Mm -hmm. You may have a podcast, an email, a social media post. They want to interact with that, right? You're following somebody on Facebook. They send a nice post out once a day, and you like it, and you share it. That's your core person. That's the, that's the perfect model client, your economic influencer, and you want to you duplicate that person. Then you have the casual individual, right? Maybe once a week interacting with your social media, replying to emails, looking at an online presentation, listening to your podcast. Then the marginal ones maybe once a month, similar concept. And then the dormant one, you've sent so much information out, they don't even bother opening up emails anymore. So we take all, all of those and those areas and we identify the products that fit from the data that we gather. We profile their behaviors, the core persona, goal, persona goals, their needs, along with what they like and dislike. And we tailor it to you. What is your specific, your perfect economic influencer, your perfect client? might be different for you than it is for me. So that's why we want to customize and personalize it all. And it starts with marketing and our messaging. It assists all of this to achieve your goals. And we do this by helping to understand what is that core customer persona for you. Our process mapping, meaning that we want to find similar groups or attributes that make up your specific core persona. Then we tailor the messaging all the way around it. Seems complicated, but the good thing is, folks, we do all the heavy lifting. So in short, we want the economic influence influencer, the, the prospect or the lead to define for us reasons why they would work with a specific advisor. We want to identify their goals. So when we recommend this influencer to you, one of our partners, advisor partners or insurance agent partners, the sales cycle has already begun and the journey is all but finding the right strategies, solutions and trust building, tax diversification strategies and make that retirement a reality. There's so many other items that we feel others have left out and we feel that we are the leader in financial service marketing. We're doing things better. We're the next generation accelerating the client acquisition model, the economic influencer model. And it just simply outperforms everything else. Folks, we have a lot of more information that you can find. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more information on our impact process, uh, check us out online, uh, www.hnwcents, that's C-E-N-T-S, hnwcents.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, 
LinkedIn, YouTube, and Truth Social. We always have Tuesday with Tim. That's a live event held at 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time on our Facebook, Health and Wealth Sense. YouTube, we always we try to put up a Wednesday whiteboard. So if we find something interesting that we feel is a new strategy or something that is really helping out one of our advisor partners, we want to share that information with you. So check us out again on YouTube as well. You know, only you can define what success means. And we really feel that as if you can find that in your one word. Is your one word where you're at right now? This word is going to allow you to define your dreams, build those dreams, put those dreams into in a goal, and make those goals into a reality. Folks, I appreciate everything you, you you've spent the time with us and everything. Uh, our, our our customers, our our future customers, we're looking forward to working with you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us. Turn on your notifications so you know when a new episode of See You at the Top is live and is ready for you. I want to say thanks for playing with us today, and we will see you at the top. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health and Wealth Sense. Health and Wealth Sense is offered for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for legal, tax, insurance, investment, accounting, banking, real estate, or other professional advice, consultation, or service. The listener should consult with an authorized and licensed professional before making any decisions pertaining to the information provided in this episode. The information provided is solely the responsibility of the speaker and speakers and Health and Wealth Sense nor the sponsor of the episode assume any liability for the accuracy of the content or any opinions expressed.